We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast the thursday edition the weekend is almost here i am half of your thursday crew jason perone you can find some of my work over at game on wisconsin where i do the quick clients podcast with me as always is mark eckel of Packer Report. We haven't done the weather report in a long, long time, Mark. So I'll just say it's 110 plus. We're like setting records out here. How's it been over by you? Hot. Not like you hot, but hot. 90s. 90s every day. But you got water yeah. there that you can jump into. and It helps, yes. It does. It and the breeze, the breeze off the ocean from where, like where I live, I get that ocean breeze, which is beautiful. But inland more, it's been it's been hot. Not, Very, not Phoenix hot. No. I did. I, it's funny that you brought it up because I was... Um, I was out today riding and I had the radio on and in the car and the guy, you know, the guy, the, the, the local DJ, whatever on radio was talking about how hot it's been here. And he's like, but it could be worse. We could be in Phoenix. I'm like, Hey, you sound like we're doing the weather report here. Yeah, absolutely. No hot and hotter and hotter. So just, I don't know. We'll, we'll survive at some point, but I'm not going to complain. I don't have to shovel anything. So right. we have one week left. So as of the time we're recording this, which is on Wednesday, of course, the show comes out on Thursday, the Packers are starting to trickle into Green Bay to get ready for training camp. So we'll have some actual content to talk about by the time we record next week, because they will have had at least one practice under their belt. But for we one last... We also have a special, 
Next special. week's show is going to be a little special too. We'll, we'll we'll mention it later. We will mention that later. Absolutely, going to be going to be a very good one, and we'll have some. Like I said, we'll have some actual content. But for one more week, it's a topic uh, du jour that we come up with, and I think we've got a good one for this week's show, which is talking about the Packers' offense and how it's going to be different and better now that they have Jordan Love at quarterback under Matt Lafleur. So, Mark, there's a tons of different places that we can take and start this conversation we've talked a little bit about it on the side you and i so i'll let you start what's the first point you want to talk about well i think one thing is we're I, I, we, we we touched on this a little bit last week when we we're talking about the running game so I, you know i'll start there that the, i think aaron jones and aj Dillon will be bigger factors than they've been in the past and the run game will be featured more than and, and listen i'm not saying it shouldn't have been yet you had a hall of fame quarterback you you use your hall of fame quarterback but so i so i think they are and then I think we'll see. David Bakhtiari uh, commented on this to re- to reporters, a, a few of them last week or a couple. Of, the, the stories came out. I guess I don't, I don't know when he actually talked, but that the offensive line is healthy as we speak, mm-hmm. which has which was not the case last year, the last couple of years. Going into the season, the offensive line was 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 not you know including him you know pri- pri- primarily, but Elton Jenkins as well. He said that you know there were things they they couldn't do because of that and now they can't they can put a lot of things in it they they've been wanting to put in right from the go and do it in camp and practice it because they're all you know him and jenkins and myers and runyon and whether it's tom or neiman are are all you know all ready to go Mm -hmm. so that's going to be different and i think we're going to see some schemes we're going to see one one big difference i think we're going to see and you could say it's good or bad i think it's good for whatever reason rogers liked being in shotgun there's something to be said for that and he liked to look, mm-hmm. it gave him a chance to look over the defense and and change and probably ch- and change some things up i think we're going to see jordan love under center more and it, and what drove me nuts and i don't know how how you feel about it but i'm pretty sure you you agree with me i hate it first and goal from the three and they're in shotgun mm-hmm. and then they would run the ball on first and goal from the three out of you know out of the shotgun and so you're handing the ball to dylan or jones you know you're, you're, the balls at the three, but they're getting the ball at the eight or so, right? Right. Yeah. Trying to go. Mm-hmm. Like my thing is, AJ Dillon should never be stopped on like a third and one, fourth and one, first and goal at the one. If he, if you're under center and he's coming and, and and that massive man is going forward and you're handing him the ball as he's going forward, he should never be stopped for. He could always gain at least a yard. You know what though? Let me let me jump in for a yeah. second here. So. I agree with you in theory, and that's why I love A.J. Dillon. But last year, he took a step backwards, and he didn't run the same as he did the year before. And you've worked and been around a lot of players who have a big stature, but they don't necessarily play like it. I guess part of my intrigue about the running back position, and A.J. Dillon in particular, is if he's fully healthy again this year, does he start running guys over? Because he's never really blossomed or turned into that. And maybe part of that is because of how they've run the offense. But I agree with you on, on it's, you know, that, that guaranteed yard that you've got to get or get in the end zone. If given two or three tries they, they got to get in. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, you agree that they, I hated it. I hated seeing them in the shotgun on goal to go situations, which they were a lot. I guess, I always looked at the formation and the play, and I think I just got so used to it being shotgun that it just was no surprise. Right. And I'm like, you know, for me, it was like if, if Rodgers is more comfortable in shotgun, then let him play out of the shotgun so that the quarterback has a chance to make the play 
and do something good for well, his yeah, team, and I trust him to yeah. do that. But yeah, from a from an X's and O's standpoint, it's not something that you want to see as often as I mean, I'm sure the Packers set some sort of record. Oh sure, yeah. and again, I'm with you on that. When I when I say I was I was upset by I, yeah, I didn't, but I I relegated myself to the fact that yes, the quarterback likes being in the shotgun, so they're going to be in it. Like I was I was more surprised when he was under center, pleasantly surprised, but still surprised. Oh hey, they're under mm-hmm. center this time. That's yeah. different. It stands out um, like it stands out hugely when Rodgers was under center. And, and the thing is, is he didn't want to turn his back to the defense. And I don't know if that was more about he didn't want to get like surprised and run over by a defensive lineman or if there was there's another reason. But he just did not want to turn his back to the defense anymore. No. He liked being in shotgun. He liked looking. I think he liked looking over. And I, again, there's something to be said for that. I'm not saying it's all negative, but I, I just don't. I, I never liked running out of the shotgun. I like, you know, because you're, you're putting your, your running back at a disadvantage. Like I said, you're handing him the ball or tossing him the ball, especially when you're that close. When you're at the three or the two, why should you start at the seven or eight? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just you're just helping the defense. Yeah, so, you want to. He wanted to be dissecting, and that's another reason why the play clock went down to zero. He wanted to make sure the defense right. tipped their hand. Everything you know, he was a, very much about the gamesmanship and the mental side of things. And I hope that. I mean, I think I think Jordan Love will, will be okay. He's going to obviously have a lot to learn that way, and he might see some different defenses. And and it's there's no substitute for playing and having more playing time for Love to get comfortable with being able to understand what a defender's going to do and what kind of cues and tips they're giving by where they line up. Like Rodgers had it down there. But, I mean, you know, something that we lost, and it was just due to father time, but something that we lost from Aaron Rodgers was he was really good with his feet. He was, he ran extremely well. He was one of the best running quarterbacks early in his career, we remember. And right. we are going to have that back now. It's like Jordan Love can actually take off and run. I think we might our eyes might have to get used to, like, when the quarterback starts running, being like, "Oh no, what you know, what's happening here?" Whereas I think Love can make a play or two with his feet. Sure. Oh, I think he will. I don't know. Again, I don't think I'm not expecting Jordan Love to be Lamar Jackson, right, or even Jalen Hurts. But I think that there'll be some there'll be some designed plays mm-hmm. where he may, you know, quarterback bootleg or that or a run pass option, and 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 he keeps it, which is another wrinkle that the defense has to worry about. I think we'll see this also, which I. You and I joked about prior to prior to, to tonight's uh, show that we may see a quarterback sneak every once and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say, is David <laughs> was David Bakhtiari talking about them prepping to run the Philly play, <laughs> where they just uh, maybe. push the quarterback like ten yards upfield? I mean, Love can do it. They can certainly do that if they want. I mean, but I think I mean, and again, I just think you'll see. Yeah, Love's. I mean, and I don't know why. Why I guess Rogers just didn't like to sneak. Because he never, rarely, I shouldn't say never, but rarely, rarely, rarely did the Packers quarterback sneak on third and inches mm-hmm. or fourth and inches. Right. No, he didn't. Uh, most, even when he was younger. teams do. Yeah, even even earlier in his career, he never really did. Remember, Farr was actually really good Farr at it. He would, Farr would fake going up the middle, and then he would pop to the outside and grab a couple extra yards, and he was a different Farr, breed. Farr definitely quarterback. Tom Brady did quarterback sneaks. Yeah. At one point, I think he was perfect or something, wasn't he? I think part, part of it is you have to trust – the line and the offensive coordinator and the head coach and all that kind of stuff too. And I don't know whether it was Roger, like Rogers just his, at the, especially at the end of his career, it seemed like a lot of what he was trying to do was avoiding getting hurt, getting hit, trying to be smart and say, Hey, kind of like the Peyton Manning thing where it's like, Hey, if I'm about to get clobbered, I'm just going to go down in the pocket um, type of mentality. Rogers didn't do that, but it's like that mentality where I think he was really trying to mitigate risk to his body, which, okay. Well, again, I'll, I'll quote, Mark Murphy quoting Ted Thompson 
He was a complicated, complicated, complicated fella. fella. Complicated fella. <laughs> no, I, I, and again, and that, and that leads to what you said earlier, what I wanted to comment on about. Yes, he wanted to dissect the defense. He had to take the take the the, the clock down to close to zero. Try to get the jump offside, which was great. Which he was great at at one point, you know, getting teams to jump and all that, which is all good things, all positive, all very positive things. But sometimes, sometimes when you got the ball at the three yard line, you just want to give it to your big back and let him go gain three yards and score a touchdown. Let's let's keep it simple. Sometimes, right? Let's let's not dissect. Let's not try to get the jump offside. Let's not try to figure out what. Let's just give the big guy the ball and let him gain two three yards right or your dynamic or your or your dynamic pro bowl running back in in other yeah. situations as well and and it's not again i'm not knocking rogers for checking out of runs too often i don't get into the whether or not that actually happened and we don't know because we don't know what the actual play call was but yeah th- this is just again it's it's a fresh this is part of why i think you and i are excited about this season because we've got a fresh look at a very important position here we're going to see Jordan Love takes some shots over the middle. We're gonna probably yes, have to get used to. We're gonna we're gonna have to get used to some some more turnovers. Unfortunately, some interceptions. These young receivers make sure making sure they're in tune. You know, you got a ball that tips up in the air. Usually, more than more often than not, the defender defender grabs it. But you know, getting back to where we were gonna go with it, yeah, that that middle of the field, and especially now that they've got this dynamic, you know, young tight end. Now we'll see how well Musgrave works himself into. Uh, into into the offense early on. It's a tough position to transition from college. By the way, uh, Musgrave signed his contract this week, which is not really surprising anymore for rookies, but he did. So I think Jaden Reed's the only one that hasn't signed his deal yet. They only have one left now, right? Yeah, Jaden Reed's the only one left. But the, the, the thing here is, you know, now the middle of the field is a thing once again. That's going to actually be a part of the field that the Packers will use. We're going to have to get used to seeing Love throw that pass, which I think we're looking forward to. Yes, we're going to see. And again, it's not like Rodgers early in his career did, but then toward the end, he was more of a down the you know down the sideline guy. Yeah, I think we're going to see Love use the entire field. It's not like he's only going to throw over the middle. But yeah, the the, the tight end Musgrave um, and Kraft, for that matter, and DeGuar will be will be utilized more, I believe. And then you know everyone thinks Christian Watson is just a, a you know go go deep guy. Oh well, yeah, he's that. But you, you know, he'll do some. He'll run some crossing routes mm-hmm. as well, where where he can use his speed to turn a eight yard pass into a twenty eight yard gain, right? Right. No, he he definitely will. I mean, his speed's not going to catch as many people off guard as it did last year because he's on on film. Now everyone knows that Christian Watson is there. But that Philly game, that play that you're talking, I'm sure that you're referring referring right. to is. I mean, look, when you outrun a, a defender that's got the angle, like. That that's that's something that a lot of teams wish they had. Now you add Jaden Reed into the mix, and we'll see how well he's going to work himself into the offense earlier on. I think Romeo Dobbs is going to turn into a really good route runner and become maybe more of a Mister Dependable. And you know, Love has been working with these guys and and trying to get in sync with all of them. Again, there's going to be bumps and mistakes, and in this this let's not forget, even though they're not rookies anymore, this receiver room is very very inexperienced. So oh, it's it's I mean they, it very very inexperienced very young, it's there's there's it's going to be the highest of highs. There's going to be some really low lows. Hopefully they they can not put all the lows together in in one game and have like really really bad showings. But I think the work is being put in there that Rodgers didn't do last year. And I'm not taking a shot at Rodgers for being at, at training camp with the Jets and not going with the Packers and for whatever reason all that kind of stuff. But 
I, I don't think there's, I don't think it's a really hard to understand. The more reps you put in, the better it goes. I mean, I just rewatched last year's Hard Knocks, uh, the Lions, and Dan Campbell. Say what you will about him, I actually have a lot more respect for him now after watching Hard Knocks. Yeah. You, there's just no substitute for going live. And he's like, "Look, guys, we got to go live if we want to be good at at something. We have to do it for real." We have to go live in practice. We have to tackle. We have to put our uniforms on. We have to do it the right way and practice it the right way. Well, you can't do that watching a bunch of film while your quarterback is at home halfway across the country. You're right. No, no, no argument there. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I can say I'm, we're, we're, we're both very excited to see what this offense looks like. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're not the only ones who are excited. We got we got dog we got dog excitement yeah, back dogs. there. I, they're, they're shooting fireworks off again. And, and, that and, was a little late. Fourth of July doesn't end here. I, I'm um, going to attest. I'm going to attribute that to uh, the Packers and Jordan Love. I, I think. Look, I think. I think she's a big she's Packers fan. Too. Big right. Packers she fan. Is, big yes. Packers fan. Oh no, she's definitely Packers. But uh, I mean, we are excited to see change. Is always to me change. Some people don't don't like change, you know. But in sports, change is is inevitable. You know, you're. Your favorite players are going to eventually move on, retire, get hurt, get traded, whatever. It just happens. And then there's change. There's a new, you know, Favre took over for, for, for Rodgers. Uh, I mean, Rodgers, I'm sorry, Rodgers took over for Favre. Yeah. Favre took over for Mikowski. Mm-hmm. You know, it ha- things happen. Uh, now it's now it's Jordan Love's turn. And, it's, and, and, and again, it's, it's not just him. It's not just, well, love for Rodgers. It's going to be, like we said, a different look on – There'll be different schemes. Now, I'm not saying Love's never going to be in shotgun. Yeah, he'll be in shotgun, but not. I don't think he'll be in shotgun from from the from first and goal to four, right? Like like the, like the Packers were for years with 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 Rogers. You know, Love and Love is going to make some. He, he's going to he's going to throw down the sideline too. I mean, he's going to he's going to throw the ball where the where the where the, where his open man is. Hopefully, I think we're going to see the ball spread around a lot this year too. Watson and Dobbs are your probably your one two in terms of targets, but. You know, Aaron Jones is still going to get his. I think, like I said, I think the tight ends are going to get a lot. I really do. 
I think I think Musgrave. I know people say rookie tight ends take time and this and that, and yeah, for the most part, that's somewhat accurate. But I think in in this offense, and we're talking about how the offense is going to be different. Like like you said, people, Christian Watson isn't sneaking up on anybody this year, right? So because of his speed, wherever wherever he lines up, the the safety is going to be be aware, right? So there's always going to be a safety over the top, you would think. Mm-hmm. Dobbs has kind of established himself as a great route runner. He's going to draw attention. People know about Aaron Jones, so they're going to have line. You know, whoever's covering him is going to be be well aware. Well, there, you can't do everything to everybody, right? I mean, there's someone's so going to be open. Right. The defense only has so many people, right? Mm-hmm. So I think Musgrave, um, and maybe Kraft too, but I'm I'm just going to use Musgrave because I really like him. I think he's going to get a ton of a ton of balls, and I'm not saying he's going to put up, you know. Jason Kelsey type numbers. Travis Kelsey. But I'm sorry, Travis Kelsey. Jason's my the center for Philly. He might put up. Well, he ain't gonna put up Jason Kelsey numbers either. He's a center. He don't catch anything. He'll be somewhere in between Jason and Travis. That's, so. that's a good point. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, but he's gonna. Put, I mean, I think he's gonna get a lot of balls because, like we said, the middle of the field is gonna be open. The guy has good hands. He runs well. It sounds like he's a good route runner. So I think he's gonna be more a focal point of this offense than than people realize i think he's like if if we were doing a show on like you're you know i, I know a lot of people do this and i'm sure somebody on on pack and they probably has or will like who's your uh su- surprise player this year well my mine i'm i'm luke i'm betting luke luke musgrave I, I think he's going to put up some some decent numbers and and be a factor this year so i think that we have yet to see because Jordan Love has only started two games. He started the Detroit game at the end of 21, and the Packers already had the one seed wrapped up. So that wasn't like a full go game plan from Matt LaFleur. Did he start that game? Actually, maybe you're right. No, he Matt, came in. Rob actually started. Oh, that's right. He, he started. That's right. He came He came in, but he played most of the game. But he played three quarters. So, okay. He did start the Kansas City game, and that was, a, yes. that was a disaster because they'd already installed the game plan, and they didn't really tweak it much to no. change – from Rodgers to Love. They didn't help they did not help Love in that game at all. That that game will throw out, but that's the thing I'm looking forward to, but I also again and I I feel like every show I throw some sort of a dig kind of or or some sort of slight shade at Matt LaFleur. It's it's again, it's not that I don't believe in him, but he also has to show up big here and make sure that he's taking advantage of everything that Jordan Love can do well and setting him up well to succeed. Now Love has to execute on it. So if he if he throws a ball, you know, a bad ball and he's thrown a few in practice where they got picked off like late or down the field, down the middle um and some of those throws just didn't didn't get to where they were they needed to go. But Matt LaFleur, this is like you said, the Matt LaFleur offense in its purest form. You're looking we're looking forward to to seeing it. But remember, that was my biggest concern last year was Right. You know, is Matt LaFleur ready to work with a quarterback here? You know, you don't have a guy that can Houdini his way or the team's way out of out of stuff. I mean, I guess you could look at 2019 and say Rodgers helped create a lot of that success that they had, and then they got trucked in the, in the playoffs. The defense this year can hopefully keep it manageable, like I said. I mean, at one point last season, they were giving up just over 20 or maybe just under 20 points a game. I mean, that that's going to give most teams a chance to win. If you only have to score 24 to win. So let's hope the defense can uphold, can hold that up and special teams doesn't, you know, doesn't, you know, dumpster it, I guess, for lack of a better term there. But yeah, I mean, with, with, with love, I am just, it's a fresh look, fresh attitude. 
you know, he can run around now. It's, it's again, that the word attitude. Because Rodgers, whether or not he liked it with the body language, Jordan Love just doesn't play that way. He just, he just doesn't play that way. That's not really his game. I think he's going to be way more engaged on the sidelines. And again, what, whether Rodgers was or not, he still did some really good things for the offense. And then the, the other, obviously, X factor here, when nobody can control it, is health. And hopefully, right. Jordan, hopefully Jordan Love can stay healthy. And we have yet to see how durable he is because he hasn't had to play 17 games or he hasn't had to go into a season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he hasn't had to go into a season with the hope that he's going to start and play 17 games. So, And he only had the one good season, really good season in college. That was a long time ago. So, but this is a fourth year pro. I mean, the expectation is, is that you're preparing to be a starter. So we're going to see how well Jordan Love took that to heart last year when he comes out this year and how much command he has of the offense. Now, the one good thing I did like was for all of those out there who were saying, oh, when they talk about Jordan Love, all they talk about is his leadership acumen, his personality traits, but they're not talking about how he sets his feet, how he throws the ball, how hard the ball comes out, like the actual tangibles on the field. You know, Love has to has to do all those things. But one thing that I did hear that I really liked was how much command he has in the huddle. And I think it was Elton Jenkins and said that we're we're tuned in. He's carry he is the voice. He's that one voice in the huddle. I think that's what you you would want to hear about an incoming young quarterback. Oh, absolutely. I mean, listen, I you know I've been a big Jordan Love fan from the day they, that that they drafted him. I liked them. And that I didn't know the Packers were going to take him, but I liked them in that draft. So I'm, I'm, I, I have nothing bad to say about Jordan Love, except I want, you know, I'm just waiting to see him play and 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 get this opportunity finally. And again, I'm not bashing Rodgers. Just like I said earlier, in sports, change is it change is inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Yeah. Coaches, whether it's players, coaches, whatever, it changes. Thing, you know, the Packers have been lucky that they their last two quarterbacks played as long as they they did. I mean, that's that's. Back that's to back, not, back to back. Yeah, I mean, that, that's not common. <laughs> Players don't last as long as both Brett Favre and Rodgers did. Well, I was going to let me ask you a question, and, and yeah. I'm kind of putting you on the spot a little bit here, but I, I want you to try to think back to when McNabb came in to Philly. Okay. And obviously, there was a lot of veteran players on that team. They don't know how good, I mean, they know how good he's supposed to be, but they don't know how good he's going to be. Do you recall during his first season that he played full-time watching the evolution of the veteran players believing in him more and more? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because, uh, and Andy Reid deserves a lot of credit for this. They drafted him in 99, and that team, they're coming off, 98 was terrible. They were 3-13, and uh, the losingest season in Eagle history. Ray Rhodes gets fired. They they hire Andy Reid. Reid signs Doug Peterson to be a starting quarterback mm-hmm. they, they draft McNabb but Reed makes us makes it clear that no we're not we're not playing the rookie right away we're not just like he did with Patrick Mahomes he didn't play him as his, his rookie year and that's one thing I really admire Andy for I, I don't like rookies having to play right away I don't think yes every once and again you you get a guy that can that can that can do it and it works but more times than not you're better off letting the guys sit you're, you're probably not going to win that year anyway so and the Eagles didn't they went what were they after? Andy's five, five and eleven, I think they were, and they were three and eleven, I believe, and won the last two games to get to five and eleven. But anyway, and McNabb did. McNabb would play some. He would put him in every one, you know, like on a third and long, and let him run around or do something. And then he started, I believe, two of the last three games, and then he got hurt. So he he didn't start like the, like the last game of the year because he got hurt the week prior. 
And then so now it's 2000, and you know Peterson's gone, and McNabb's the guy. Now he was. A, now keep in mind, Donovan was the second pick in the draft, number two pick overall. Tim Couch was one, he was two. So there was a lot of expectation, and the veteran players they wanted they they were behind McNabb 100. percent They 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 wanted him out there when Peterson was out there. There was a lot of veterans saying, "Hey, it's time to get this kid out there." We're not you know just, you know they wanted him. So then when 2000 starts. And then keep in mind, like the Eagles were bad. Like there was no quarterback that this wasn't, you know, Love taking over for Rodgers or Rodgers taking over for Favre. This was a Bobby Hoying and and Ty Detmer uh-huh. and, and and Doug Peterson. I mean, you know, Donovan wasn't filling big shoes. He was he was uh, he was coming in to be a savior uh-huh. more or less uh-huh. after some really bad quarterback play for, you know, in between Randall Cunningham and then Donovan. So yeah, there was there was some down years. Like uh, from you know, and the defense was good. That was just, so the defensive players especially wanted to see this this young kid and 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 what he could do. And then opening day two thousand, Eagles going to Dallas and beat the Cowboys like forty something to fourteen. Now Deuce Staley had a big game running, but but Donovan played well. Obviously, you don't score forty points without playing well. And they go on and they wind up making the playoffs that 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 year behind Donovan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean just, just... and then it got, got better and better. Yeah, and, and I, I think, you know, one, one of the things, there's been a, also a lot of talk, too, about how much do they believe in love and, and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I, his last name is Love, and all these phrases sound like we're talking about a completely different topic than football, right? How much do they believe in him as a quarterback? And I, I, part of me also thinks that I, I think this might be a little bit of, like, the Packers not saying a whole lot about Jordan Love and the players not saying a whole lot about him. Could be a little bit of the the concept of like what I think McCarthy Mike McCarthy used to say was boring by design when he would talk to the media he wouldn't give them anything, and I wonder if the Packers are just like look we don't need to go out there and go out of our way to hedge and say we don't know how good he's going to be or go the other direction and say hey we think he's going to be really great because he's ours and we love that he does this this and this well in practice and he's got this this and this attribute physically so that. He can just go out and play, and it can be like, look, he is what he is. It's not like we sat here and promised you the world, and he underdelivered, or we completely, you know, sandbagged, and he goes out and puts up a Pro Bowl season. Like I think the Packers are just trying to to let him go out and play and be himself and be his own player, and not describe him and describe everything that he does. I don't. I, I think some of that's probably intentional, especially by the the administration and the coaching staff players say what they want to on their own podcast and stuff like that. So they're not talking about his physical skills and stuff like that. That's their own choice and it's fine. I just don't put as much stock into that. Like, does that bother you at all? I know that it doesn't give us much to go off of on the field, but how, what's your take on no, that? No, no, I agree. I mean, I don't, you know, I let him play. Let's see what he does when he plays. And then, and then we'll talk then I, the player, you know, let's see what players say. There was somebody he talked highly about. Was it, was it Clemens? Quarterback coach, I think he he talked about his footwork and this and that. And there have been several. I mean, you know, Dan Orlovsky had some good comments yeah. to say. That's national media right there. Right. I mean, obviously, Matt, Matt Lafleur had good things to say about his own quarterback too. The the the, the players have Clements might as well. You know, don't forget last year, Devondre Campbell unsolicited came out and oh, yeah. on that uh, fan show that he was on and said he's a starting caliber quarterback and he wasn't even playing at that point. Rogers was right. the starter. Well, Darius like, Slay. Hmm. After that Eagles game, mm-hmm. and I don't think, and and I don't think I, I listen, Darius Slay. I don't know of, of him very well. He spent some time with the Lions before he moved around and, or went to the Eagles. But right. he, I really don't think that he would have just said that because he's going to look foolish if he's making it up. 
And, I, and there was no right reason now. that he had no reason to pump up Jordan Love after that. No. And was just like, look, that's a that is a Pro Bowl cornerback who's looking at a quarterback and saying, like, hey, he if you look the part and you can do the thing, and, and even if he made some mistakes during the game, like you realize pretty quickly, I think, Mark, and you saw this probably a lot covering the team, you can tell pretty quickly if a dude's gonna play in the NFL or not. And and I think yeah. that was Darius yeah. Slay's way of saying, like, this kid can play. Right? I mean Slay and like again, he just kind of volunteered that kind of stuff. He you know, he I think I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, "Yeah, hey, Rogers went down," and we're like, "Oh, okay, this is we got." And this kid came in and was doing all kind of stuff. He's like, he was like, you know, he was impressed. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here um, trying to think of what I'm most excited about, or like what I'm most looking forward to about the Jordan Love led offense for the Packers. And it's not like a specific play or scheme or anything like that. Honestly, I just I'm looking forward to the the fresh approach. Like I think he's I think he does things the right way and preps well. And I just, I think his look between him on the sidelines, interacting with players and, and running the offense and taking command of it. And what we see with the eye test, like I, I'm looking forward to that most. Cause I think we're, we're going to be pleasantly surprised. Do you have something that, that you're most looking forward to from him? Quarterback sneak. Quarterback sneak. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lining up under center on, on first and goal. Now, I just want the whole thing. I just want to see the whole, the whole package, the whole offense, the, what, what, what they're doing, like, Kind of or the theme of, theme of our, our show tonight was just how this is going to look because it's going to look different than it has in whatever many years. I'm trying to think back to when Rodgers took over for Favre. It wasn't. It was different in that Rodgers was never the gunslinger that that Favre was. You know, so I remember saying to myself back back then, like, "Wow, it's good to have a quarterback." I mean, as as much as as I enjoyed watching Favre, he was he was fun to watch. You know, you never knew what was going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he could throw. A 75-yard touchdown or a 75-yard interception return for a touchdown, right? I mean, it was it was it was insane. Uh-huh. You knew Rodgers was not going to be that kind of quarterback. He could he, he would throw the 75-yard touchdown, but he wasn't going to he wasn't going to be as careless with the ball as as far it was. So you know what's interesting in 08 coming in, we only had the Dallas game from the season prior to go off of as far as what Rodgers was, was going to be, but. I knew that Mike McCarthy was not really going to change his offense much. Rodgers was going to have to come in and run the same offense that Favre did and be right. his own version of McCarthy's quarterback. And in 08, he actually had a pretty healthy number of interceptions that season. I think there were a bunch of balls that got tipped. But I'm going to say, he, I, don't, I don't think a lot of them were his fault. We, did, yeah, we didn't know. Did. I don't think we realized until the following season or maybe 2010. He had a, okay, he had a decent number during, during 10 as well too. But what kind of care he was going to take of the football until a couple seasons in. So I, I think we might still be having this conversation next season. If, if I'm assuming level will have at least a second year to be this starting quarterback. And hopefully we're going into it saying like, Holy cow, they won nine games, 10 games. They made the playoffs. And like, so now the sky's the limit. Let's see what he can do in his second year as a starter. But you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves here, but just to see what is his, what his thing is going to be. I don't think he's going to be an interception machine. Now he's going to throw more, Nobody's Aaron Rodgers. But the other thing you could say that we're looking forward to is there's going to be some chances that he's going to give receivers that Rodgers would not have. And I think you, a, a receiver like a Christian Watson and, and a big guy like a Musgrave when he gets his feet under him over the middle, I think if you give those guys chances to make some plays, the Packers could really high, high reward if it works out. Okay. Let, no, the re- let, let the receivers give them a chance to make a play. Because Rodgers, like you said, throwing it, where only his guy can catch it. He wants to make sure he puts it at the right spot. And so therefore 
you don't give the receiver much of a chance to make a play unless you're throwing it, heaving it downfield to Devontae Adams at the end of the 49ers game when he's in double, triple coverage and hoping that he can just, you know, turn into God. That that just wasn't, that wasn't Rogers thing. So that's something I'm more, more looking forward to with, uh, with Jordan Love. So any final thoughts I mean, before I, we I, wrap up? No, again, yeah, just one more thing. Like we, we obviously the focus is on Jordan Love because he's a quarter. He's the quarterback. He's taking over for Aaron Rodgers. But is it, I'm looking to see this whole offense. I, I Luke Musgrave and, and Dobbs and Watson and, and Reed, if he's going to be the, the guy in the slot. Just how it's going to be different. It's going to be a different look. You know, Rodgers is not just that Rodgers is gone. The Tunyon's gone and, and, and Lazard is gone and Randall Cobb was well, gone again. But I mean, it's, mm-hmm. so it's, it's a whole new look. It's a lot of new, young, athletic players that. Packer fans should be looking forward to seeing. Yeah. Yeah, no, the offense is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And the offensive line is already good. Yes. And healthy. And healthy. And that's the other thing, too, is that something that they didn't have. And so I think that's part of what Bakhtiari was talking about. And so whether it's just unfortunate luck and Aaron Rodgers last season in Green Bay was was when his two tackles or his two best offensive linemen were trying to recover from major injuries. It is what it is, but they're ready to go. It couldn't be a better time than when you've got a new quarterback looking to come in and establish a new attitude and a new look. And the 23 Packers are very intriguing. I mean, I've I've heard all sorts of spectrums of things as far as expectations from them. Uh, a lot of them seem to, to think that this is kind of just a warm-up for 2024, but who knows? In a, in a weak NFC, we've talked about it a thousand times, in a weak NFC, don't take any season off because yeah. you – you never know how the ball might bounce. It could, you know, it could bounce your way all the way to some sort of a conference championship. I think that's lofty, but it could be. You never, you just, never you know. never know. You never know. So now that training camp is is breaking, uh, is anything changing as far as Packer reports? What's up now and what's coming up? Well, yeah, that coming up once camp starts off, you know, things. As of up now is a story about the safety position and just the, the the players they have and who's going. You know, it looks like Savage will be one of the starters, obviously, but who's going to win that? that second spot opposite him and, and the, the different options that the Packers have. Yeah. That's, that's a position that the Packers has. That's an, that's one where I think we're crossing our fingers, right? Much like a, a, a Brett, like a Brett Favre heave. We're kind of crossing our fingers and hoping <laughs> it in, hoping that it works out. So uh, game on over at game on Wisconsin, check out some of the, the great content over there. Uh, quick slants will likely make its return. Maybe the second week of camp after there's some content to talk about. So we'll see, obviously I'll pump that up whenever that show is getting ready to come out. So hope everybody's summer is going well, wherever you are, stay cool. Make sure you're drinking plenty of water. And as always go pack, go.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.